Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Self-Aware Millennial. I am your host, J-Mix, and we are back for another episode. I am really excited about this one, only because I kind of thought about it just within like the last couple of minutes because I am irritated, but I will describe all that later. But um, as you probably gathered from the last episode, um, I can talk and carry on a conversation with my own self. So I'm going to try it again because I'm actually enjoying this. I'm actually enjoying talking to you guys via talking to myself, if you know what I mean. But for real, I do plan on having more guests on here soon, but due to my busy side hustle making masks, it leaves me little time to congregate a topic for a guest and I to discuss. So I'm playing around with ideas and how I would like to grow this community. Um, Not all the topics I think of need to be discussed on this podcast. Some of them can be preserved for like my Instagram or other spots where attention spans don't have to be as macro. The backbone of why I created the Self-Aware Millennial was to have a space to discuss things that are not openly being shared as much as they should. So whether it be happenstance or because of fear, um, I love to discuss insightful things. So facts will be involved in those insights, but the factual discussions about common factual occurrences can be found through a quick Google search. So yeah. With that being said, I have been terrible about keeping my promises lately, and I wanted to personally apologize to the folks who I said I would get back to during this quarantine. And um, it's definitely been a lot. It's been a lot of people that I've been like saying, "Yes, I want to be my guest. I want to talk about this with you." Like, and that that eagerness is still there. Like, I still want that to happen, but I need to do it in a more organized fashion. So, everyone that I have expressed expressed interest to and in collabing and the near future things, I'm, I still got you. It's just not going to happen right this second. Um, but I have not forgotten about you. And I mean, I just got busy during an unbusy time, which is so crazy to say, but it happens. With that being said, y'all, I really just wanted to come here quickly and talk to y'all about the limitations of my freedom as a woman. But before I get into that, because something else has just come up in the black community that needs to be said as well because this kind of slides into what I'll be talking about today. Ahmaud Arbery's lynching that happened back in February is just being leaked on major social networks. Everyone is viewing it and has been sharing it and now everyone has seen like what happened and we are also finding out that the men that did this are still not being held accountable for their actions. And this is just another example of why Black Lives Matter. And it's really sad to know as well that there is another thing that we can add to the list of things that Black people can't do without getting killed. And now it's running during the daytime, like jogging, like just exercising. With that being said, I want you to keep that in mind as I go into this next subject, especially people that aren't Black and or a woman. Because these are things that do not pertain to you. But because I am here trying to help shed some light on my experiences as a Black woman, hopefully it will help shed light on your privileges. And that's basically what I'm here for today. So first and foremost, women are killing it. We are finally making more than men. We are being officiated high positions of authority over towns, 
cities, states, and countries. We are making a pivotal and powerful difference in this world, yet we still have to protect ourselves from untrustworthy men who want to take advantage of us. This past week, I was met with three separate instances where my gender was the sole reason these three separate individuals had the willpower to approach me and give their unsolicited opinion and advice on how I should be facilitating my life. The first person, and I'll give you a little background. Basically, I got so excited because I just ran the longest I had ever ran in my entire life. And so I got stupid excited and I posted my route online. It was for like my Facebook family, but that was it. It was like just like immediate family and whatnot. And it wasn't even public or anything. So anyway, I told them like, okay, this is where I went. This was like my route and how I, you know, got my four miles in without stopping. Like y'all, I was so, I was so, I was so hyped up. And so this person messaged me individually and they said, um, I'm embarrassed to tell you about this, but please don't tell people where you run because there are some sickos out there who will try and harm you. And I understood where it was coming from. It was basically coming from a care, a caring perspective. But, and I should also say that I did respond in a caring way because I understood that's where it was coming from. It wasn't coming from any sort of malice or anything that they were only just trying to protect me. And in all these instances, that's what it was. They wanted to protect me and make sure that I was okay. But I'm thinking to myself, if someone's going to go out of their way to harm me by stalking me and learning my route of where I decide to run on a specific day, like it just seems like that should not be my problem. Yet it is because there are people out there, as he said, that will be willing to do that and would take pleasure in that. So that was the first person. And granted, I should also mention that had I been a male and posted my route, especially now since Ahmad's lynching has come out, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten a lot more responses about that as well. But since this was before all of that came about, if I were a man, this person would not have messaged me about that. Because men can run and run wherever they want. They can even post where they went to run. And no one is going to follow them and try to take advantage of them. The second person, and I'll give another background on this. Um, I was actually on my podcast talking about how I live alone. And... This person told me not to let people know that I live alone because there are men out here that will take advantage of knowing that and try to harm me. And I was just like, at this point, you know, I had the first instance with the first person and it didn't really bother me until this second person told me this because I'm like, okay, you are also trying to protect me because I am a woman and because I can't defend for myself. Or you think I can't defend for myself because, you know, women aren't supposed to be able to do that. It's just one of those things where it just kind of it started to grind my gears, right? And it's the same premise where I can tell people I live alone. But let's say, uh, let's say I'm a guy and I say that I live alone. No one would bat an eye. No one would bat an eye. Anyway, person three told me, well, actually, I should give another background on this. I was letting them know about, you know, how I was about to go to the mechanic and get my car looked at. And this person told me that I should probably bring a man with me to get my car looked at so that the mechanic won't try and take advantage of me because 
you know, they can pull something on you and give you a worse deal than they would like another man if another man were just coming to them asking them about their car. So after that point, I was livid. But I left, I kept in my cool. I, I just made a mental note that I was going to talk to you guys about this. And I just went ham. Not that I went ham. It really got to me because this all happened within a week. And in this third instance, I didn't even like do anything. All I did was like, I said, hey, I'm going to the mechanic or whatever. And this person was like, are you bringing a guy with you? Why, why don't you want to bring a man with you? You know, like it's almost like I have to have a guy there and I, it's so annoying. It's like, I can do these things by myself. I know enough about my car. I know enough about keeping myself safe to my standards to not have to depend on any guy to validate who I am. So I'm going to talk a little bit about these other pivotal times in my life where I've wished that I could have done things on my own. The first thing is like fixing a flat tire. Like I can do that myself. But the issue is, is if I were to do, if I were to try to, like, let's say right now, if I were to go outside and fix, fix a flat tire on a street, whether it's busy or it's stupid bacon, some man's going to pop out of some of nowhere, somewhere just to help me. They're not going to even ask, Hey, do you need help? They're just going to be like, here, let me help you. And I, it, it's so annoying because like, maybe I want to learn how to do this myself. Maybe I've looked at all the YouTube tutorials and I've wanted to do all these things by myself, but now I have to be the nice girl, the nice woman that says, oh yeah, I guess you can help me. Thank you. You know, but I hate when I know I could do it myself, when I'm able and I'm able-bodied to do it all by myself, like why do I need a guy? Anyway, so like fixing the flat, mowing the lawn, y'all, last month I was going to mow the lawn by myself. I was having issues turning the lawn on. Long story short, two other guys showed up out of nowhere to help me mow the lawn. Didn't ask if I needed help. They just showed up and started mowing the lawn. And I was livid because I could mow the lawn myself, but you just took it upon yourself. You took initiative to help without even asking for my permission, without giving me consent to say, okay, I'm okay with you helping me. First off, it's COVID right now, so I don't even want anyone touching anything I'm touching. So if you're touching the same lawnmower that I put my hands on, like you're already putting yourself at risk. So mowing the lawn is another one. Carrying heavy things up the stairs or carrying heavy things in general. Y'all, I'm a strong woman. I train every day. Not, okay, not every day. I train at least three times a week. I do not need help carrying most heavy things. If I need a heavy thing carried for me, I will call someone, but most of the time I've got it. I've got it. And I understand that it's partially because they're like, oh, chivalry is dead and men should always help women when they have a lot of things in their hands. But for me, I'm cool. Like, unless I will let you know if I need help. Otherwise, just let me be. Maybe this is just because it's me as a person, as an individual, but I just hate that. I'm being put into another category with other women who can't necessarily carry heavy things by themselves or fix a flat tire and everything. And that's why I wish that more women would come out and just be more independent and be more self-sufficient so that people like me can be self-sufficient in peace. Anyway, I know there will come a time, hopefully in the future, where there will just be more consensual 
outlooks on things about this topic. But right now, at least within the regards of person one, two, and three, yes, they gave their opinions, but they non-consensually said that I don't want you doing this because another man who you do not know will take advantage of you. And that should say something. That should say a lot because I should be able to do anything that I want whenever I want and not feel threatened, should not feel unprotected in any way. People that don't know me should have my back, but they don't. And because we still live in a male-dominated world where women have to hide themselves to fit into this mold of what men want women to be to them and for them, I'll never truly, as a woman, be free until we get our liberties in that way. And in the instance of Ahmad Aubrey's killing, it's almost the same thing, if you think about it. Until white people, these white men and people that don't see black people as humans, as equals, until that happens, until those white people can see us that way, this will always continue happening. And black people will always have to be scared. They will always have to have these talks with their kids about, okay, you can't even go outside because you can get shot by a policeman. Black men can have their freedoms, clearly, and we have a whole list of why. And then women also can't have their freedoms of just being because they will get told something about themselves to keep them in their place as a woman. And I will also mention that All three of these people that spoke to me about this were not all male. It was a male and two females. So you can't just say that this is happening on one end of the spectrum. Everyone is moving in the same way, in the same mindset. Out of protection, but they are all thinking the same thing. They're like, wow, there are other men out here that don't care. They think that you are a vulnerable woman and they can take advantage of that. They can take advantage of it. And for that, you can't be free to go outside. You cannot be free to tell people where you run. You can't tell people that you live alone. You can't tell people factual things about yourself because those facts can get you killed. So how can we be more proactive about ensuring that women are protected without telling them what to do? I didn't have a large list because I was already frustrated as I was writing all this up. The first thing, though, is to look out for them as they are getting in their cars or doing things alone. Just look out for them. You don't have to go up and say, hey, how you doing? Uh, You know, I saw you were out here alone or whatever. Just look and be careful. Like, make sure that that she gets in her car safely or he gets in his car safely. Like, do little things. Don't go overboard and say, hey, you shouldn't go out to your car alone. Because someone can easily snatch your keys and go about their business and steal your stuff. Like, we are, as humans, taking risks by just stepping out of our homes every day. Especially during COVID, yet we still do it. So that shouldn't be an excuse as to telling others what they should do. The second thing is, is to call out these untrustworthy men before they act on their impulses. You know these guys. You know these men. You've you've interacted with them. You know exactly who they are. Tell them about themselves. If you see something happening, say something. If a man is acting up in front of you and wanting to 
act impulsive, tell them what they're doing. Sometimes they, they, they don't even realize they are doing these things until you call them out on what they're doing. You can have someone that is trying to rape you. And if you call them out and say, you're raping me right now, they will stop because they're like, oh, I am, I guess. You know, like, if you don't say anything in the moment, which is very, very hard. And it took me a long time to be able to just, like, tell people what they are to their face. Because no one wants to get hurt. No one wants to be the bad person that makes another person feel bad. But in these instances, you've got to tell them about themselves. Because if you don't, someone else will and... It's just one of the things like you just have to, and I know it comes, this comes with growing and being older. And I hope that people that are listening to me that are much younger than I am are listening so that they can get these tools to talk to these elders and just even people your own age, people younger than you that can be doing these things blindly and not realizing it because they've been so conditioned to act and think this way that they just do it. And then they don't understand their consequences until they are locked up. So get them while you can and try to stop it before it even starts. It all even starts. I mean, it starts when they're children. That's why I'm like, you know, parents, please teach your kids that everybody is equal. There was something I was reading today online. It was like sort of like a meme, but sort of wasn't. Um, But it, it had to do with like a mother talking about like one of her kids coloring in a coloring book but she was coloring the kid was coloring the leaves the wrong color they were coloring the leaves blue instead of green and so the mother was like why don't you just color your yellow crayon on top of the blue to make a green green leaves and the rest of that beam doesn't really apply to this so I'm just going to stop there I thought to myself wow this kid was coloring in a blue tree from a creative standpoint I don't think I would I wouldn't tell the kid to use their yellow crayon to fix their imperfection and make it a green tree because in the world of a creative's imagination trees can be blue trees can be any color that you want them to be. And to be honest, trees are long, they are much more than green. They are orange, they are red, they are purple. I've seen pink trees. Like they can be a array of colors. So in that regard, you know, it's like you're already teaching your child to have a one track mind that they have to color their leaves green when they don't really have to. It can be something completely out of the box and I think when I have kids someday I'm going to make sure that whatever they want to color and say and do is embraced and celebrated because a child that is free to imagine and be as creative as they want to be without backlash from an outside world that has already been conditioned to not like certain things the better our world is going to be in the future because this kid never had limitations on what they could and could not do in their mind. And I know for me, I'm still trying to get through childhood things that have harbored my mind to not be able to think as out of the box as I would like. 
but I know I'm getting there and I know I'm further than a lot of folks, but this tangent really went on another level. And <laughs> I'm really happy that whoever is still listening is listening to me because honestly, I didn't want this to be a long podcast episode, but I wanted to to talk about this. And I think at least for the next couple of weeks, um, I'm going to be doing these smaller episodes because I kind of like just sticking to one small little subject. And especially if it's going to be just me, I I think having just a, a little 30 minute talk is enough for y'all until the next week. Just something to kind of ponder on and connect and be insightful about. So I think next week I'm going to probably start harboring on the things that I was actually discussing in my Instagram because I was like, part two is coming soon. And like part two is coming soon. And I had like two different subjects that I has started with part ones and I think I'm going to continue it with part twos either on this podcast or just within another Instagram post. But in the meantime, y'all feel free to give me more subjects. I mean, there's always things that'll pop up in my head on things I want to talk about, but until I'm able to do that, all I know is that I'm really thankful that I do have this community and it's growing by the day. I'm overwhelmed with all the love I've received from you guys. And I thank you so much for still tuning in with me, even during these quarantines, man. Um, It's been a doozy. But I want y'all, if you can, to please go follow me on Instagram at the self-aware millennial. And if you have any questions or suggestions for future things that you'd like me to cover on the self-aware millennial, please DM me at the self-aware millennial on Instagram or you can email me at the self-aware millennial at gmail.com. In the meantime, y'all, I hope y'all have a great week. It'll be uh, week nine by the time I'm back on here and giving y'all another episode. Who knows, maybe before then we will see. Things just happen and I just feel like talking and this was one of those days. So I really hope y'all enjoy this and I hope that you were able to see a little bit more of a raw, uncut Jessica. And we will talk again soon. I hope y'all have a great week. Bye!